What's going on, everybody? This is City Wrestling Radio, and this, this is the Blue Show. That bass line gets me every time. That bass line? Yeah. You know, it's, it's a rockin' and rollin' song every time I hear it. It's very ska. Like, I love it. It's, it's kind of ska-y. I, no. We're not going to have this discussion. Okay. Maybe I don't know what ska is. But anyways. This is the B-Show. Okay. Be quiet, Boston's. All right. Sorry. I had to tell him to be quiet. Uh, this is B-Show. I'm your host, Corey Smith. I'm in the Diamond Studio today with my co-host today, my uh, my Wednesday night. B is for bass. B is for Boston's. B is for B-Show. B is for B-Show. And B is for, um, what What can what happened last night that we can start a B with? Uh Butchering the blade, the butcher, the blade, the bunny. There you go. <laughs> Real big fans of the B show. That's it, why they were called that. It, I think they named themselves after us, actually. Yeah, but like that, Corey is like. I mean, like Ali, she says like that. Corey, he's wrong all the time, and he's ugly. But that Michael. But Andy Williams is like Corey's a saint. He is very sexy man. And then Pepper Parks is just like, what are you guys talking about? He's like, I don't even listen to the show. What are you guys talking about? Anyways, Pepper Parks listened to the B show. Yeah, listen to everything. Listen, to, where can, where can Pepper Parks find us? Uh, at CWR four and five, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. It's the best way to stay up to best way to stay up to date with City Wrestling. I'm getting nervous over here because I'm talking to Pepper Parks. Yeah, um, no, like you know, he's ta- he's writing down notes as we're going on. Keep going, man. Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. It's gonna uh, beat us up. Check us out today because it's the best way to stay up to date with us. Uh, we post everything on there uh, just to keep up you up with news. Um, no more main roster shows for us. WWE main roster shows. The, the evil has been defeated. The evil has been defeated, at least for now. Who knew that was the one solution of the problems? Are we recording? Is yes, we are. The yeah, face yeah, yeah. Keep that going, you keep had. Going, keep going. Keep going. Like, who knew that was the solution to this ever, ever living problem that we've had with wrestling? Yes, main roster, WWE. It sucks. We don't like it. Well, it doesn't suck. It does suck, but it's one of those things. <laughs> it's just when you don't get it, Brian Alvarez said it best. You know, uh, if this wasn't my job, I wouldn't be watching it. And, you know, we have a job, and it's to entertain you guys, but we're not. I mean, we, have, doing job, it for free. we have jobs we get paid for. Yeah. Yes. And then there's just stuff we do, and we just do this. And then, you know, you dedicate 55 minutes to a gauntlet match with no finish. It's done. I think that was the that was the name. Was that, that did was, that really really piss you off? Because I saw that. I watched that. I'm like I'm I'm afraid I'm showing my ass here as saying that I actually do kind of regularly watch Raw when I can. I watched that gauntlet match and yeah. like I was half paying attention, and then when I realized that like there was there wasn't going to be a finish. It oh, was there just, was. It, a, no, no, no. I thought it was the volume was half down. All right, which is the best way to watch main roster anyway. Oh, definitely. The volume was half down. I was also watching. Speed. I was watching. Um, Monday Night Football because Drew Brees was. I was trying to see if Drew Brees was gonna, you know, beat the record mm-hmm. of most touchdowns ever, whatever. And then I saw. Did Andra- he do it? Yeah, he did. Spoilers. And then I saw Andrade just lay out Umberto Carrillo, and I thought, okay, uh, then this is Umberto. Did Umberto Carrillo win this? No. And then they just left, and then I saw Seth Rollins just curb snap Rey Mysterio, and I was just like, oh, what's going on here? Oh, wow, that was loud. Be quiet. Be quiet, Seth. Sorry, so like it's. Here. I wasn't that mad because I just wasn't that invested with it. In the Andrade first place. won. No, what? Is yep. that was that officially revealed? Yes. No. Yes. It can't be because Seth and Rollins. But then Seth Rollins doesn't matter. Andrade won the match because Humberto Carrillo was not able to compete. Yeah, but then he did he. he but then he. By, but did that match officially start? It doesn't matter. At the end, they went on social media, and that's what they said. Wait, really? Yes. I did not know that. Yes. Wait. <laughs> No, then what does that mean about that Seth Rollins oh, open they're, challenge? They're, they're still having that. We that's we, they already filmed it. They already, filmed <laughs> they already it. taped. We, it. we talked about it on uh, on our last main roster show. We already oh, gave spoilers Jesus. away. Okay, now that pisses me off. What that we gave spoilers away? No, that like the fact that they just kind of just backtracked on that entire thing. Yeah. Well, 
I, 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 uh, I, I mean, they're probably like they they're probably, probably shooting an angle. I forgot even what happened. I, I think uh, I was just blanking out when I was reading the results to the fans. But um, was there a raw review this week that went over this? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's what I was saying. We, I, so I just said. Yeah. Like a it's been a busy ago. week, Corey. <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah, we talked about it on the raw review, the final raw review this week. So um, I mean, who knows? Well, okay, like 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 Sting well, says. It, like, remember what Sting said. The only thing that the only things that the only thing that's for sure is that nothing's for sure. Amen to that. Um, but right now, but right now, I'm really looking forward just to not, fast forwarding through raw. We're Monday not eggs. doing main roster stuff, and I feel like <clears> we as a society should just move forward and then just. Like just focus on what really matters, which is well, the Wednesday, the Wednesday Night Wars, or whatever. And Mandalorian, like call it. And Mandalorian, and uh, which was out, which is a new episode was out today. I want to see Watchmen too. Yeah, there's a lot of better shit out there. I heard that's decent, but nonetheless, um, not the not the Rise of Skywalker let, according to the Rotten Tomatoes. Well, you know what? The Rotten Tomatoes gave it a mixed review, and it's very mixed reviews. I mean, that green splat doesn't seem very mixed to me i think that just means the movie sucked according mm. to these critics anyway. and i just feel like when i saw that like man can i i just feel like if i wonder if this movie is actually going to be exactly what the critics say uh, like from the audience like from the audience perspective or there's going to be this real divide between critics and audience dude like we I mean, watch star wars we watch WWE. no and i feel like this is a very very like apt analogy where it's you see AEW in a sense of what are they gonna they they're trying to toe the line of listening to fans and not listening to fans particularly in the main clo- main event closing angle mm-hmm. and so do you ra- would you rather be bullish and have this sort of vision that not a lot of people are going to be happy about or are you just going to try to alleviate some of the criticism that you've been getting for the past 2 years like say with the Star Wars trilogy and 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 by all accounts apparently this movie really was trying to appease the people who apparently didn't like the last jedi which i i was kind of a big i was kind of i thought it was a cool movie i know i had no desire to see it again but that's how i see all star wars i just like they're they're movies to me some people like kind of see that as i I always rewatch them yeah yeah i'm not i mean they're easy watch i'm not like one of those people like dude like in the Extended expanded universe it's all well no i mean you could like it's it's well within your right to be into that like sort of franchise, but there are just people who just dedicate their lives to it. I mean, they do podcasts around it. How could you? Why would you possibly start a podcast over a form of media? A form of media that's so split and so divided between fans and critics and the people that make it. You know, it's oh crazy. wait, that's us. Anyways, that's us. Star you know, Wars. I don't know. I might just see that. I might like. I might just see that movie way after the fact. Honestly. Once again, follow us at CW Four and Five Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Follow me at Coriamania. Yeah. Uh, on so, Twitter and you at Mike Figaro Man. Yeah. Um, anyways, let's get in some news, shall we? Jesus Christ. You know what? We got to get official over here. Nothing more official than GarageBand. You know what? It's not GarageBand. It was the free app that I found on. Uh, Google search. Okay, whatever. Anyways, ratings last night. AEW, NXT, Wednesday Night Wars. I don't know the exact number, do you? Uh, going up against coverage of the presidential impeachment hearings that uh, dominated cable TV Everybody ratings. lost their shit over that. No, <sighs> no people, I remember like getting text messages. I remember being in a pizza place. Not to get last night? too far. 
Yeah, well, not last night when they were just talking about like, it. I remember late last night. I was so no, and then somebody it was, it was the, the news was playing and it said it was just showed a picture of Donald Trump and it said impeachment blah 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 and then someone just lost their minds. He's being impeached. He's gone. He's done. He's actually legit gone. And like there were like I think there was like three other people like no nah, they gotta yeah. you no know, not exactly. There's a process beyond this. Still on his record, but you know yeah, first a president ever to be impeached within their first term. Eat it, yeah. you fuck. Um, well, yeah, like you said, there, there's a process and has to go to Senate. And I saw a great analogy today. It was like Palpatine saying, I am the Senate. I, well, no, it was a great Goes analogy to today. It was, uh, it was like, uh, Trump getting impeached. Just like someone, like a girl, like trying to break up with this guy, but she has to convince his, for cheating on her, but she has to convince his friends to let him break up with her oh, God. that were there while he was cheating on her. Okay. So that was, you know, I was like, that's pretty, pretty, uh, Did you see what Jake Hager posted on Twitter. And I know I understandably you don't see what he hashtag we the people. No, he just has a picture of Donald Trump in a Santa Claus in a in a Santa hat saying still my president. Merry Christmas. And I'm like, well, thank you. Good for you, Jake Jake Hager. And thank you, Tony Khan, for employing this absolute trash human being. Nonetheless, uh, uh, kills children also. Wait, Jake Hagar kills children? Did you not watch AEW Dynamite last night? Oh, he did. We'll get there. Uh, NXT uh, ratings rose this week, averaging uh, 0.795 viewers on Wednesday night. The number was up 2% from last week. Perhaps more importantly, the show was up 13% in the important 18 to 49 demo. NXT averaged a 0.27 rating. uh, Good for the 27th place. Um, They only managed 2.7 rating? Yeah. That's really low. That's very low. They had stiff competition, also, and also amongst many other reasons that I probably huh. I probably feel like I should talk about or wait until we go deeper into our dynamite review. Oh, okay. Sorry, know. sorry, sorry. Overall, point uh, six eight three yeah. is their overall number. I might as um, well just. You, what, what's your What's your take on this? Uh, well, my take on it. Well, I can't sit here and and point fingers at anybody. I think it's actually <clears throat> pretty clear. What, I think uh, AEW has more casual fans watching. And I think that there's just you're being divided with like what's really important and what's on like should we watch? I can like watch they're not the later. investment. The investment within that casual audience exactly. is like okay, wait, Dynamite was on. Uh, you know, whatever. I, I mean, I'll, D- I'll not even DVR, but I mean, I can watch it later or that, I can catch up with it on you know uh, like watch next week. Whatever. And then NXT just has that stable built-in audience that are just going to watch them. Oh, uh, impeachment hearings. It's good. it's all good. I don't. What you think? Like honestly, like I remember, I think Dave like. Like Dave uh, said this from Wrestling Observer Radio, saying yeah. that the you would think the impeachment would the impeachment hearings would actually hurt the older audience would would hurt NXT because it caters to the older audience, which is an audience that NXT has since like that that, that has since become their strongest, right? Yeah, absolutely. And so I apparently think, not though not not this night. Yeah, 18, what, they won the eighteen to forty nine demos list last night. Yeah, that's so. true. But then like I it also got me thinking that like. They kind of did a better job promoting, like NXT has done a really good job promoting this particular show, even more so than what AEW has been doing to their show. Right, like right, right. you had two title matches with Adam Cole mm-hmm. and Van Balor versus and Ray Ripley versus Shayna Baszler, and they they found in smart and intelligent ways to just retain that audience because, like, look at the match times for NXT. Like everybody got time. Yeah. Like some maybe like uh, some like maybe should have gotten like a bit. Bit less time, I might add. Like I think Dane and Priest, that you could have easily just cut off five minutes a little bit of. I thought that was a good match. But, yeah, yeah. I mean, they didn't need like we'll fifteen. But I just thought they're. I think NXT had every right to win this week, just from like just from 
removing all uh, uh, like compet- other competition aside from like impeachment hearings, I'm just thinking about like what AEW had to offer versus what NXT had to offer. I think NXT had every right to win this week, and I just feel they like had two title matches. I mean, yeah. how many did? I know AEW had the tag title match, which, you know, I know you'll get there. Um, and, you know, there was no other title match. So, yeah. and, like, what else were people really looking forward to? Like, and um, Brandy Rhodes and her shoe. And it's becoming, yeah, and it's becoming kind of like we're at the the honeymoon phase is pretty much just starting well, to wear down. It's well, not even starting to wear down. I think it's fully gone. Well, and the I numbers think people, don't lie. I'm looking at the numbers right here from week to week. They spelled disaster for AEW. Uh, AEW has gone, you know, they started at <laughs> 1.01, and uh, they've gone down back in round steadily, and but now they're at uh, 0.838, so is their average. And their yeah. NXT's average is uh, 7 point, or 0.769, sorry. I just think it's just beginning to add up with the amount of times I've been saying that, oh, NXT was the better show this week. But And uh, I will say this. Uh, AEW's 18 to 49 demo has been steadily falling 44, 45, 33, 35, 43, 39, 26, 32, 28, 25. And I, whereas, well, sorry, NXT is average as like just kind of like back and forth on that, uh, between 20 and 30 for their entire time. So, and I remember, and I know, I feel like everybody was just like, oh, wait. It re- it's, it's really at a, pardon the pun, a crossroads for AEW when, when do you think they'll probably, cause, when do you think they'll pull the trigger on being reactionary to whatever ratings they got? Because I know, like they said, like oh, long term booking, long term booking. We need to let this play out. We need to see where you need you guys need to see where this goes and that goes. But then when do you, when is there a point where they just have to just like press that button and say, you know, you know what? what, all the elite guys they should not lose from this point on. It's a marathon, not a sprint. Okay, <laughs> and it's I, only a sprint when you start winning. All right, I, I think I think, but I think that's how they're looking at it. It's only a sprint when you start winning. Like they're just like we're not going to focus on the other side. We're just going to do what we do, and that's what we said from the very beginning is that what AEW should do you is know, not they, focus on what NXT's doing. They got a week off, you know. They do. They got a week off. Um, th- I'll say this: not get too too far ahead. And I feel like this should be the last point: is that as much as AEW is willing to listen to the fans and all that other spiel that they've been promoting themselves for uh, of. They are just super, super, super stubborn about this whole Dark Order thing. Oh, well, yeah, they really are. They want to create this um, at, this big, giant stable. At the expense of, at the expense of what made AEW... What, 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 what made people want to watch AEW in the first place, which I still believe is the Elite. What if they engulf the entire Elite into the Dark Order? Uh, what if Kenny Omega is part of the Dark Order, uh, teaming, teaming with Evil Uno... Evil Uno who's is singing just, Destiny's Child opinion, online. He's just a channel changer, in my opinion. Evil Uno, I just don't think he's the evil. That one. dude is not a main. That that entire that entire group is just not are just not main event people. We'll get there. We'll get there. Anyways, let's continue with more news. Well, not so much news. Cole Cabana was an AEW Dark. Yeah, yeah. We were. I mean, we were going to talk about that when AEW Dark coming forward. It's just yeah, but he was. You're absolutely right. Friend of the show, Cole Cabana, was on AEW <laughs> Dark last night. Of course, his Ring of Honor contract has worn out recently. I think right. He's not. Yeah, he, he yeah he completed his dates. Boom, he, boom, he did this things. Uh, uh, no. but yeah. So he's um he's on AEW Dark doing commentary. He's and I'm doing surprised. the whole Marty Scurll thing where he's just kind of just you know. Doing stuff all around. I love how Marty Scurll showed up on NWA Power, and um, everyone's like, "Well, that's it. I guess he's not going to go to AEW." Like, like, NWA, like it's, I'm full, no, full. that doesn't mean anything. Come on, 
Like, don't don't be redundant. And like, and he's always wanted to face Nick Aldis for a thing. Because maybe uh, that's just what he wants to do right now until you know. Just put his foot, best foot forward. Maybe, honestly, he's probably, Marty Skrull most likely is just trying to buy some, at least wait until this particular storyline with just in AEW or whatever they got going on with AEW kind of pans out and then he can come in like as a season two kind of person. Yeah. Well, you know what? Right now, we're on Marty Watch 2020. You don't, I feel like you should add a whoop whoop Yeah, that. Yeah, I, I probably should. But nonetheless, we're on Marty Watch 2020. Whoop whoop. Anyways. Uh, yeah, we'll see what happens with them, but with Marty Scroll and, uh, who were you just talking about? The fuck that was that? <laughs> Apparently it was a rocket launch. Cause well, why would there be a rocket launch? Marty's leaving Ring of Honor. You're going to strap the rocket to, no, I feel like that's, <laughs> yes. something, I feel like that's the sound effect you put when you strap the rocket to somebody. There you go. We're strapping the rocket and he's going all the way in NWA power. I should just like, just, just send you Quit all the show. sound bites. <laughs> Hey, hey, that, if you want to, if you yeah. want to, please, okay, please do it. Anyways, uh, another person that might be re-signing uh, with the WWE. Uh, it's rumored. It's been actually rumored for quite some time now. I mean, on and again, off again. We keep hearing about this over and over again. But Edge, Edge may be making his return to the WWE. I mean, is it more in the sense that he's just going to be associated with that company and just have that Legends deal and just have be like, hey, I'm Edge and I'm like with WWE. I'm Team WWE all the way. Uh, no, I mean, PW Insider noted that they have heard that Edge has signed a new WWE contract. The speculation is the rated R superstar will be returning to the ring before WrestleMania to set up a program. Uh, they've heard that, uh, well, this is what PW Insider said. Uh, we've heard that Edge has signed a new deal with WWE and is a pretty nice upside. My gut feeling is we'll see Edge in the Royal Rumble as a surprise. Wow, you sound exactly like Mike Johnson. As that seems like the perfect place to make a big splash for the return for WrestleMania. I know Cole Cabana worked for PWS. <laughs> and possibly even to see him with a few matches in major events. I'm Cole Cabana. Uh, um, Edge, uh, the reason why he retired was because he had the same injury that sidelined Sheamus. Spinal shame, stenosis. Spinal, spinal stenosis, and that was what sidelined Sheamus. Winning. For a very, very long, for, for quite some time. And now we see Sheamus having an in-ring return. Wait, he to, did? Yeah. Seamus Seamus had a had an I, insert promo. Yeah, I saw the promo saying "Oi, I'm Seamus, and I'm black. going to you know watch Celtic Warrior workout on YouTube. Hopefully, not injure Daniel Bryan again. No. Uh, um, no. But uh, yeah, I think this is just if he if he thinks back? he's ready, he thinks he's ready. And if this if everybody if an effort and if everybody says yes, then who am I to judge? Honestly, do, do I'm no want, doctor. Do you want Edge back? Nah, not really. Okay, like he'll be like me. Where would you? Okay, let's just say this. Edge comes back. Which brand is he in? SmackDown or Raw? He'd be SmackDown. I feel like he'd be better on some Raw. But he was always a SmackDown. Per- he was. Wasn't he in the SmackDown Six? He was. I mean, he was like he was part of the SmackDown Six for like two months. <laughs> he was like somebody like somebody left the group and then they replaced. Him they with should. Edge. Bring, you know what? They should stop. He should bring come bring out his old theme song. Anamadurango. All right. All right. All right. Uh, but no, so I mean, I'm, I'll be glad to see Edge back in the ring if uh, if he can actually make a return and not hurt himself. That'd be great. But I mean, let's let's face it. Like nobody was really a fan of Edge for his in ring work. You know, it was his I character. I always liked work. Edge. He was he was okay in the ring. I always thought he was okay in the ring. I think Christian in ring is actually the better one of the two. But as a character and as somebody who puts storylines forward and tries to get things over, I thought Edge was at his best. You know, as a heel. You know, oh, seeing yeah, yeah. him and that, that, that live sex that celebration, sex. that did, I think that did, that did monster numbers. 
you know and they there were stories where and i think oh that he actually slipped it in yeah yeah that i, I heard that yeah and, um yeah i don't know i mean hey whatever he was with her that's the thing he, he like they were a couple so like yeah it's one of those things like a couple can like if somebody an ex of somebody can be like uh, and be fine you know what i mean <laughs> yeah whereas like if some random guy like you know be like whoa i mean that's rape <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's that, that got heavy that's t- <laughs> edge uh edge, who knows what if it goes to nxt and beth Phoenix is like that man is really cool Oh, gee golly, who is he? Can you introduce me to him? And they play a whole storyline. Oh, and it's like a marriage. I think you know who that is, Beth Phoenix. Oh, he's the master of disaster. I don't know. Ooh. Oh. What did I do? No, nothing. I think my headphones are just not that great. So when you touch oh. it. Anyways. Um, I think you messed up my headphones, Beth. Oh, I'm going to go smoke some weed. Uh, but no, some of you who actually did sign extensions with the WWE. Kofi Kingston. Uh, well, um, we'll get there, but the street, <laughs> okay, well, fine. The new day, the new day agreed to matching multi-year extensions. All three of them. Uh, with the WWE. This is, this is, uh, first supported from WWE backstage. Ryan uh, the new day have agreed to matching multi-year extensions with WWE. Kofi Kingston, Biggie and Xavier Woods have solidified a pact to identical length and compensation was, for their contracts oh, to maintain shit. equal status among the team. Backstage was off this week, right? No, they, they had a show. We just don't watch it. Uh, no, I I would have I felt like I would have heard something about it. The news Renee of Co- Young did not tweet anything about it. The this. news of uh, Kofi's extension broke out on the weekly uh, podcast uh, Feel the Power. It's the New Day's podcast. Oh man, I got to say that you should listen to the newest one about the inj- about injuries. Really? You know, that podcast the the new the, the Feel the Power podcast, those guys, those like you could tell like these guys are super super fucking close with each other and that they just keep it real and like to, to point to a level, they have a level of transparency that you normally don't always see with WWE, especially mm. in a WWE like sanctioned product. Yeah. This is a Endeavor Audio WWE podcast. No, well, Corey, this, no, it's great. Well, Corey Graves, remember, wasn't he going to keep it real? <laughs> like that. <laughs> this is this is a list of topics WWE told me not to talk about. You know what I'm going to do? Shh. And then it's the, all torn up. And don't don't forget. Just when they think they oh, got Jesus. the answers. I mean, CM Punk, you know, culture. he oh, changed the culture with WWE backstage. Course, so what can course, you say? Of course. Of course. I'm uh, trying to get that over, Corey. <laughs> it's going to get over. Anyways, but New Day, multi-year extensions with WWE. But another tag team that have signed multi-year extensions with WWE is the Street Profits. Interesting. They re-signed WWE. First reported by also... WWE backstage. Who would have thunk? This ain't yeah scoops and <laughs> the, all the scoops. I wonder how he gets these. Uh, the multi the street profits have agreed to multi year extension since coming to RAW in 2019. Uh, it's just them talking about them. Yeah. I mean, they, it doesn't say exactly how long the extensions are for. <laughs> they did um, this. No, they they signed this and then they had them. Oh, this is great. They Hold had on. them lose. Hold on. Montez Ford <laughs> and Angelo Dawkins have also been some of WWE's most entertaining performers with their backstage breakdowns and a unique okay. spin on okay. SNL favorite of last week. Okay. Monday Monday after a weekend this is update. This press release. This is just straight up just, hey, this it stuff is. was good. These guys are good. Yeah. Same. And they are good. It's just that, you know, they just, they got that main roster snake now. They just, yeah. they, 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 they slapped them with that, with that rag, that main roster rag, having them lose clean to the Viking Raiders or whatever happened. I forget. No. Well, let's move on. 
shall we? Uh, next up, uh, New Japan uh, Road to Wrestle Kingdom last night. Started I, last night. The Hiromu Takahashi's return. Yeah. I need to see this. I saw gifts of him. I tagged you in a post. Yeah, I saw that too. And I was like, oh shit, that happened. Well, let's see. And uh, apparently he has not lost a step, New, Takahashi. New Japan uh, begins their uh, road to Tokyo Dome uh, last night in the first of three straight nights in action in Tokyo. Kurikin Hall. Horakuen. Uh, okay, you know what? I'm not. Kurikuen. 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 Sorry. I'm trying. Uh, Hiromu Takahashi's comeback, a match. Uh, headlines today's show as the returning star will team with uh, Bushi against the. This already happened, right? The Birds of Prey. Yeah, yeah. So this already happened last night, and you saw the clip of uh, Osprey and Hiromu Takahashi going yeah. out. And there was a really, really, really good get. Uh, GIF or GIF, whatever you call it, where it's just straight up. They it's lose GIF. that match. Spoilers. It's already happened. So, like, Takahashi and uh, Bushi, they, already, they lose that match, and then you just see Will Ospreay being an absolute dick, where he's just... Takahashi's just staring blankly into, like, into some void, and then yeah. right behind Will Ospreay, he's just like, Huh? Takahashi, your return? You lost. Huh? What do you do? And then he's just, like, being, like, really smiley, happy-go-lucky, and he's clapping with the t- with the title. With the junior heavyweight title as as one hand, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's great. William Will Osprey, he's I could see that guy being being I, such I like a great. I like his little heel. pig, the little pig he has. What's, yeah. what's the pig's name? I don't know. Churchill. Is I think it is Churchill. No, is it Churchill? Because that's you. You would name a dog Churchill. I don't know if you'd name a pig Churchill. Well, I mean, he had, he had a he has a dress like him too. I just I say Churchill because of England. Um. Anyways, yeah. Well, he's from Essex, England. What else happened in that show? Uh, Rocky Romero, Taguchi, and... Friend of the show, Rocky Romero. Uh, yeah. Boom. Uh, Togi Makabe and uh, Honma defeated Jushin Thunder Liger, Tiger Mask, Yuya Yamura, oh, and Yota Tsushi. Uh, let's see. What else? Bad Luck Folly, Tama Tonga, and Tonga Loa defeated Juice Robinson, David Finley, and Toa Hanare. Um, Zack Sabre Jr. and Taichi defeated Evil and Sonata. Was Carl Fredericks in the show? Taro Hima Ishii, Hiroki Goto. I'm going to go through it. Oh. Uh, Show Yo defeated El Fantasma, Kenta, uh, Bullet Club. Uh, Koto Ibushi, Hiromu Takahashi. No, it doesn't seem like... Um, Him and Jamie Hayter are a thing now. Jamie Hayter? Yeah, that? that's the lady. Um, it was the other British lady in um, AEW. Carl Fredericks? Yeah. Yeah, you go, Carl. Uh, to a point where there was a very, very angry Twitter individual. I'm not going to... I feel like I shouldn't even be saying this, but... Uh, Do we know them? No, it's just some somebody like let's just say this person made a tweet and it was just terrible and then he or she probably he most likely he or she I don't know Oh, Jamie Hayter. Oh, I love Jamie. Oh, she's yeah, she's gorgeous. great. And so she's someone great made and she's gorgeous. someone made a terrible tweet and then they, that person made a burner account, a multiple burner account to agree with it. To agree with it. Oh my goodness. And it's great. It's uh, I mean it's not great. It's so very sad. But well, it's hashtag too Carl much Fredericks, time. Jamie Hayter. That's uh. I thought Jamie Hader, I thought Carl Fredericks was like married and had a kid, or he just has a he kid. He has a kid. I know that. For he sure. just has a kid. I don't know if and he's married. Just that kind for of sure. a deal. Okay. Um, but, you know, he has a child. and Whatever makes anybody happy. Amen to that. And I think. Jamie uh, Hader, though. Yeah. Now him and Will, him and Will Osprey are going to be hanging out. Isn't Hader and uh, Priestley good friends? Yeah. So. You think that connection, you think that's going to, you think that's going to lead to Fredericks going, going to chaos? AW? No, going to AEW. Uh, no, I mean, he's staying. No, it. if he's a young lion, that, he's going to be there for, God, maybe a decade at best. Jay White and Chip, well, dude, he's... How they, old is he? How old is Carl Fredericks? I don't know. I'm, I'm going to say like 27, 20, 26, 27. Uh, I mean, Corey's sure he's pretty, going to look up Carl Fredericks' age. Because Carl Fredericks has been wrestling in all uh, all pro wrestling for a while. Motherfucker, Rey Mysterio has wrestled since the age of 14. That doesn't make any difference. 
Um, Carl Fredericks. Oh, he was born in 1990, so he's 29. Okay. So getting up there. He's uh, he's going to be an old man, almost oh. 30. Let's see his birthday. I remember is... they got that one bodybuilder dude. I forgot his name. I should remember his name. He was like 40. Tanahashi? Not Tanahashi. He's being in a he's in a bodybuilding for tournament I in and of itself. Uh, have you seen Sinus you, guy? You, you follow Tanahashi on Instagram? Uh, I think I do. You have to because like there's a part where he's wearing a Santa hat and he's pretty much just flashing a, like individual. He's just like he just has an open shirt and he's just like just hey. Merry you Christmas. should reply to Jake Hagar with that. Mm. <laughs> Anywho, I want to engage with that. Yeah. Well. Health. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Jay White and Chase Owens defeated Kazuchika Okada and Yoshihashi. Uh. Will Osprey and Robbie Ilya they defeated Hiromu Takahashi and Bushi. And uh, there's more news. Oh, and that's it. But <laughs> that's it. That's it from the Wrestle Kingdom show or the Road to Wrestle oh. Kingdom. But you know, in a couple weeks we are going to do our Wrestle Kingdom preview. Of the both nights. Oh boy! And it's gonna be new. We're gonna kick the New Year's off fucking right here at City Wrestling Radio. Gross. And uh, yeah, but our last thing I wanted to have a discussion with you about: Aubrey Edwards, Tony Khan, the Tony Khan stunner to Sean Spears. What do you think? Who gives a shit? Really, that's all. Like honestly, like it's is this something to be? Is this something to really get angry about? The sanctity angry. of the business. I'm not angry. I thought it was, I thought it was whatever. I like Aubrey Edwards. Tony Khan had a pretty, he had like a McMahon, uh, McMahon stunner, like the first time uh, Vince gave a stunner. I feel like down the line, I think Tony Khan would actually make a pretty good television character. See? I know he really doesn't want to. Oh, yeah. Now, he really doesn't want now to. He got and the I pop definitely the understand. He heard the roar of the crowd, stomped his feet. I don't know. I. <laughs> So that's the thing. Authority angles, like authority figures, like, yeah, I, the reason why people hated them because it was, there was too many of them, but then there there are reasons why they, they, there are reasons why people do them and there are reasons why they work in a certain way. And you'd have to have like a really, and you'd have to have a really good performer. I like William Regal. That is the, that is the, I feel like the most shiniest of the shiny examples of how authority figures works today. Everyone loved him back in the day, apparently. Yeah. Apparently he stone cold Steve Austin and pinned him at one that point. That fucking face he makes. Um, remember, remember that face? Uh, it was just like war games. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the, you know, I didn't have a problem with it. The only thing I thought was a little weird is the fact that a ref, it was off the air too. Well, People it was got off, phones. It was the off the air dynamite. We don't know if it's going to be on dark next week because next week is Christmas. It might be like our Christmas present. Everyone stuns uh, Sean Spears because he's a You're heel. You're the purveyor of violence. But if Sean Spears Don comes Moxley. out and like talks shit about everyone and like pushes Aubrey around, then I'm totally fine with it. We gotta but make I just it think it's a little weird to get match. the. I think it's weird to get the referees over, over like that. I don't yeah, know. We're not gonna have. Even though I like Aubrey Omega, yeah. you're the purveyor of violence, John. Yes. That's Tony Khan. That's my Tony Khan impression. Uh, it's pretty good. Yeah. You just need the long uh, How's it going, boys? You know? uh, beige jacket. I have all the time I have. You know, like I know we're going to go party mass, but he's, again, it's like if Butters from South Park <laughs> ran a wrestling promotion. <laughs> Gee, I don't know, fellas. Okay. Well, yeah. anyways, let's move on to our reviews of this week. Uh, Tony Khan, I hope you're listening. Not just us, but everybody. Because yeah. I'm about to review Dynamite. And I'm going to say it right now. Yeah. I thought this Dynamite was okay. Felt felt flat. Felt it, it ended flat. It felt it ended real flat to me. Yeah, but we'll get into it. All right, AEW All Elite Wrestling Dynamite dated December eighteenth, two thousand nineteen, in Corpus Christi, Texas. And you wouldn't have known that if you were listening to the crowd because they were pretty hot all night. Not all night because well, they were chanting cor- cor- They were doing Christy. things. They were doing things. Or they were yeah. doing things, and they were not corpses. 
What do you, as what? you normally see in because Cor- Corpus Christi has always don't you know? Oh, it's always been a kind of dead crowd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah Corpse of Christie, yeah. people always say. Pain and Gain was our movie of the week shown from TNT as our lead up. I remember thinking that movie was okay, like especially like as a for a Michael Bay film. Pain uh, and Gain. Pain and Gain, starring The Rock oh. and Mark Wahlberg, where they do play dudes. Oh, that's like, that's fucking good placement for a movie. A rock movie before AEW. It's a good placement. Wrestling move. A wrestler oh, yeah. starring a movie. Fun. Yeah, I liked Walking Tall. <laughs> Is that your contribution? <laughs> I was more of a rundown man myself. All right. Walking tall. Man. <laughs> All right. Whatever. Jobber entrances for everyone because we don't have time. Hangman Adam Page and Kenny Omega versus Los Lucha Brothers. I I just call them that. Yeah. Kenny Omega and Phoenix to start. Uh, they do these things. They, they do these things that these guys tend to do to each other. Omega teases a one-winged angel, settles for a guitar crusher. Pentagon tags in. Omega tags in Page to cowboy shit chance. Crowd is incredibly hot. Again, very against your average perception of Corpus Christi. Pentagon and Page stare down for a little too long, in my opinion, but the crowd is eating all of it up. Yeah. They mock each other's taunts, but exchange strikes and chops. Page reluctantly ta- reluctantly tags in Omega. They both chop Pentagon as Phoenix just stares, but also gets attacked. Terminator tope to both bros, as, and he runs down to the stage like it's some victory lap. Uh, bros build heat on Omega. Phoenix does a tope on him. We get a subliminal flash image of Evil Uno. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. Yeah. I'm suddenly hungry for. You want to join the Dark Order? No, I don't. Uh, rebound hook kick from Phoenix to Omega looked great, but Omega returns with a running knee. Hot tag action from Page, really getting the story over of Page overachieving. Page drops salts bros for a two count, rolling face buster from Phoenix to Page. Fifteen minutes goes by at this point, and I swear it felt like five. They just these guys just kept going. Discus elbow from Page, pop up German to Phoenix from both Page and Omega. Sling blade from Pentagon to Omega. Omega knees Phoenix, then snaps snap dragons him, and then there was this one part where Phoenix blows a spot where he tries to do a cutter on Omega yeah but then Omega is actually doing a snapdragon to Pentagon and then you just see Phoenix just eating air and he, as he just tumbles to the ground right. I thought that was you know so much action everybody's just oh. not on the same blah, blah, blah. My God, though- we're gonna go to break no we're not yeah, that uh, I don't really, I don't really feel like I heard that that much. Yeah, I heard it three times last night. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> Buckshot Lariat lands on Omega by accident. Package pile driver to Omega and gets pinned to Page and Omega. Yeah, Page and Omega stare down, push each other, but is interrupted by Pack. He tells the camera to follow him and sneaks up on Michael Nakazawa, but is beat down by Lucha Bros before he can find him. All right, with all that happening, what do you think of the match? Uh, well, the match, that's just cool. I like the match. The match was fun. I just didn't see any of that continued dissension from Adam Page in this match. I thought there was, well, I, there thought was that, I thought it was good this week. Like, honestly, because, well, actually, no, after the match, no. they had that stare down. Yeah. You're right. But um, if they didn't have that, like in the match, I was kind of like, where's Hangman tagging himself in? Where's- I just feel like this is a slower burn than most of the other storylines. This has, I think there is. Well, we're living in a society that needs instant gratification. So I think. That's Out of all the things to be a little bit more patient about in AEW, I think this is the one to... I feel like this is the hill for me to die on because I don't think Paige instantly turning like crazy would have benefited. Like, I, and I know I said the same thing about MJF like a couple of weeks ago, but I feel like MJF is a guy who can easily carry on, you know, despite the, bo- the, spe- the speediness of the booking. I feel like with Adam Page, that is somebody who desperately kind of needs... A storyline going throughout, and not just the payoff in and of itself. Something to boil yeah. over, and I think yeah. this was a good. This was a good step to towards this. I just don't think Omega should have gotten the pinfall here. Honestly, you, you thought Paige should have got it. 
Yeah, I would think so because it would <clears throat> to put over the story of like Paige really overcompensating. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know? Um, I think Omega is just at this point where I. I feel like just just for the sake of the, just for the sake of the company, just for the sake of Omega, that he he needs to be booked stronger than he feels. I feel like he should be given credit for. I think he's and this is a big problem for everybody else, especially going into the main event angle. And then the whole pack and Michael Nakazawa thing. <sighs> now that was a little Creepy. bit. It was. Weird. It was. I mean, it was. It's very not what you expect out of pack. Um, but I guess that's just him trying to deliver any which way leverage for him to get Kenny's. I get it. He's trying to get Kenny's attention. And then they cut to commercial break and picture in picture. And then you see Michael and then you see Kenny Omega going, running towards the room where Michael Nakazawa was. He's not there. And then he's looking, looking, looking. He's with Paige. I mean, no, he's not. No, with he's Paige. not with Paige. He's not with Paige at this point. And then he gets attacked by the Lucha Bros. I don't know why. And I don't know why. I think it's just them just being dicks. Are the Lucha Bros just dicks? I just, I, I think that's their only character. Because they're super over, but, and I thought they were. They're super good at everything they do. And because they, because they play to the crowd like faces. Nothing about, nothing about their offense. Nothing about Says the heel. way. No, nothing about their... Uh, yes, yes, yes. What you say? It says heel. Pentagon is incredibly marketable. Phoenix is just a natural, exactly. natural, natural yeah, yeah. baby face. That whatever he does, you just have no, have no, nothing but love for him and yeah, Pentagon. Yeah, yeah. And for them to be booked like this, and then, and then beating down Kenny Omega in a in a picture in picture commercial, and then you see, you see, uh, Hangman Adam Page just like, oh God, stop this! This this ain't cowboy. Well, I don't shit. understand why he did that when he was just like going back and forth with. Kenny I think Omega. because he at that point he felt kind of sympathy towards Kenny Omega. Like, Fuck, dude, I'm sorry. I, I, no, no, no. I didn't I, mean to push you, and then you get your ass. I'm sorry. They, they lost, and they, fr- I was like, frustrated. These guys just need to, you know. They, I'm sorry. Kenny. Again, it's all just it's stepping stones for. A grander story, and yes, I know. We, I would like that is the justification for a lot of the problems in AEW yeah, yeah. right now. Yeah. But I feel like this is the one where I feel like this is where here's the like thing. This is what you should do. Here's the thing about Michael Nakazawa: if they're portraying him as Kenny Omega's best friend, he needs to be with Kenny more. He needs like, like just like ringside. Yeah, sometimes or at least yeah. like, like no, I, with that, a towel. I feel, I feel like and it. like even have a baby oil. And Kenny's like, no, I don't want the baby oil. You know it's, what I mean? Like you said, you say that you said it earlier where it's. AEW is mostly watched by casual fans. Yeah, they're not watching Being the Elite. They well, have no idea who Michael Nakazawa is. Exactly. And if they, this is, and how many? Wait, they're twelve weeks in. They're twelve weeks in. They they never ever plug Being the Elite. Like even though it is such, it is such Essential a part of storylines. It's such a, they incorporate storylines of this. And I remember Cody Rhodes him when he was talking about like I think leading up to Dynamite, like the premiere of Dynamite. He said like you can watch all the uh, you can watch all the other things. That we do in all the wrestling, being the elite, nightmare family, all this stuff. But if you want to know everything, you gotta go watch Dynamite. And I'm not certainly, I'm not feeling that right now. No, definitely not. Like I said, like any casual, there's casual fans watching, and if this is their first week watching. Who the fuck is this guy? Who's Pac going at? Why is Kenny Omega freaking out over some guy we don't even see his face? I mean, Excalibur does his best oh, to explain everything about that's this. That's Nakazawa. He, I think he's that's I, his best friend. He does explain who Michael Nakazawa is being Kenny Omega's best friend. Yeah, no. and he does a fantastic job. He does. He does, does a good job. But God, it's just not enough. Though, I, I, it's like I know. Look, every week I say it. But, but here's just, the thing. I'll, we'll get the, We'll get to a point. We'll get to like. I'll, I'll get there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Butcher Blade Bunny. The B Show. The B Show. B Show's biggest fans versus D.R.B. Allen, D.R.B. Allen, and Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes with a B. Ooh. 
Center stage, rising up. Wrestling has more than one royal family. Uh, you know, it's just every fucking week. It, it, he's, I mean, look, what if he stops doing that and people, and then he's, I feel like the one time he's going to stop doing that, it's going to be in the fucking Chase Center. And I'm be like, what? Oh, <laughs> he, uh, Cody listens, but come on, man. Adrenaline. Okay, that's my favorite song. Ever. Cow Palace or Chase Center? Cow Palace. Or no, Oracle or Oakland Arena. It's gonna be at Oakland. It's got. Oh, it's probably, I'm gonna go to Oakland. It's a bar no right offense. away from my house. Okay, that's literally fair. Fair enough. Fair Twenty enough. feet from each bar station. But yeah. Anyways. Ooh. I God. Every week. Every week of that fucking dude. <laughs> Cody versus Butcher to start things off. Big Lariat. It's all about getting the hot tag to Darby. He gets tagged in and does a destroyer to Blade, but is blind tagged by Butcher, then knocks Darby out. Crossroads to Blade, but Bunny distracts the ref, which, Bunny, man. Yeah, you know, she's, we, we have eyes. Come she's, on now. She's, she's, she's. Stereotopes from Allen and Cody. Allen goes too short. Cody goes too far. <laughs> uh, coffin drop from Darby to the apron on the butcher, and then we get a top rope os cutter from Cody to Blade for the pin and win. Cody needed Darby Allen to beat Butcher and Blade, and thus Darby Allen gets his rematch. Gets, gets his Cody? rematch against Cody Rhodes oh, for some reason. No, because no, it makes sense because Darby Allen he the only reason why he wants to tag in with Cody because he knows Cody wants to beat Butcher and the Blade. And the and I know the only way to get his Cody's attention is to be fr- be on his side, helping him out. You scratch your, I'll scratch your back. You'll scratch mine. That, I want a great. rematch, and I want and I no, I want I want to be higher up in the totem pole. I I may have lost to Jericho, but I feel like the best thing for my career is, and I may have lost to Moxley. So what am I going to do? I'm going to go back to the person where I fought to a draw with, and that was. Cody Rhodes. That's great. I like that storyline because it's more. It's it's, it's simple it's, too. It's, it's very more, simple. It's, it's more. I thought it was going to be more in depth than you know. Like if we like I said, conditioned uh, to WWE. Oh, and sorry. Uh, let me just interrupt you. No MJF. No MJF this week. Yeah. yeah. But uh, we're conditioned to WWE. Whereas if like somebody wanted a rematch with somebody, they would butcher and they would tag with, it, and then they would turn on them immediately and be like, "Oh, I challenge you to a match." Blah. I thought it was just very simple and just. But I, I like this a lot better. Yeah. And I like this where he was like, it's it's smart. It, it made sense. So And Darby Allen continues to be, you know, people always accuse like, where's Darby Allen? Where's Darby Allen? I just, the f- the fact that they're not featuring Darby Allen every week, I think that's just a sign of protection. Sign of protection more than just not just forgetting about him. Because I think they know, they know who they, I feel like they know who they have with Darby Allen. And uh, the next generation of wrestling, of you know what I mean, of wrestlers, and that's. Yeah. And speaking of this next generation of wrestlers, we get ourselves a minute-long Jungle Boy video vignette. Ooh. We have him training. He does like a bunch of stuff in the gym, and then you hear, and then you hear Jericho's voice in the background. You can't, uh, you can't last ten minutes against me. I'm, I'm Chris Jericho, Jericho, Jericho. Ten minutes, ten minutes, ten minutes. Yeah. Like that. I thought this was fantastic. Minute-long. This is exactly I feel like what everybody wanted out of. Every every marquee match, they just wanted at least a little bit of something like this. They want Sick Nick Mondo to make a minute long video. Mm-hmm. Of, I'm not sure if it is Sick Nick Mondo, but it is. It kind of has that. that is. He's a CZW legend. He cool. makes Moxley's videos. He made. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this this and another video that comes up later in the show just made Jungle Boy. Does he Boy. make the Dark Order ones? I hope not, because those are terrible. <laughs> oh, come on. Yeah. Uh, Nyla, why did I wrote Nyla Conda? No, it's it's uh it's, it's Awesome Kong. It's Awesome Kong. I don't know whatever. Awesome Kong versus Miranda Alize. Fairy tale ending squash for the pin and Alize. win. 
they and then they do the whole nightmare family nightmare whatever nightmare collective scalping hair extension pull apart thing kind of thing and then brandy is just you know she cuts a promo about uh chris danlander saying how she's she she wants her part of the nightmare collective and i my eyes continue to glaze over what do you think of this uh the nightmare collective to me it just doesn't make fucking sense I just maybe I'm thinking about. I think it's mostly just because it. No, here's the thing. I would have I would have bought this a lot more if Cody didn't fucking talk about it. Exactly. Like Like, the fact is like, and then I have my wife doing something that I have no idea what we're doing. I'm like, then fuck you, Cody. Fuck you, Brandy. Like, like why? If if if, like if Cody, if you're no selling this gimmick, then I'm no selling this gimmick. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And for them to be doing this, and it just it, it makes no. And to have the same the nightmare collective, it's so it just it has to. If they're trying to make the storyline make sense, Cody has to be worked in eventually. I just, I just feel like uh, has to be. I feel like they're just. I, um, I I think I will honestly hope unless, they're just finding. I honestly hope that they just think they're at the point of no return with this, and they're like, oh, we've just we've spent this X amount of dollars on this thing, and we need to have Brandy do this. We need to have Brandy. The only thing I think. Um, also, that, like, and also, just to just to read, like, just just to talk about the match, I did not think it's very clear that Awesome Kong has is very very limited. Yeah. You know, like yeah. that those would at her best, the, the the her prime during TNA and uh, to a lesser extent WWE. That was like almost ten years ago. Yeah, like it's 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 really starting to show how limited like her mobility is. Yeah, and no. how much and how much they need, how much protection they have going for her. Like, imagine, imagine if you booked that. Um, if, imagine if you booked Awesome Kong versus Nyla Rose today. She's forty-two years old. That would be a it's fucking disaster. Old, but um, but it, to me, it just it seems it, I, the only thing that would make sense to me is that if the storylines in the women's division, the storylines in the men's division are completely separate universes. Well, the thing is, like they they are trying to make sense. They are trying to just weave that Nightmare Collective thing, weave that into the main title picture and, well, overall, which I kind of and the, and I get the justification of oh we need to have some semblance of a storyline within this women's division, and I just think at this point, this early into the game, I think you just need to get characters over, not try to get storylines over, just have to get characters over. Yeah, um, characters about storylines when you when you're first starting. Yeah, and because I remember Brandy Rhodes, she even said in the promo last week, she says, you know, she's like, Riho, she's gotten so small. Our champion, the AEW champion, Riho. And she didn't say the AEW women's champion. So that's what only thing that led me to believe that it could be a completely separate universe. Don't know, but we'll move on. Don't care, honestly. It's not, it's, it's not working. It's your job, Mike. Well, yeah, it's my job to, like, talk, to, to let you know what I feel about Absolutely. it. And what I feel about is that it's just, Willie hears you, Willie don't care. JR interview with Jungle Boy. This was about, I want to say, like 30 seconds long. JR, Jungle Boy thinks Jericho of two ways, the man and the legend. He kind of does. and It's a bad Jungle Boy impersonation, but it's, that's how he kind of talks. Yeah. Pressure makes greatness, and that makes him... Now I'm just speaking in the third person when I'm saying this. Uh, pressure makes greatness, and that makes him take things head on. They reference Luke Perry, but not in too, too much. much. They don't really exploit the fact that he's no longer amongst us. I think say. he said if my father saw me today. Yeah, they talk about how proud he is wrestling Chris Jericho. And, well, how proud he is just being up on the national tell. How proud he would probably be. Facing wrestling. a world champion it's on a champion. national level, especially that caliber of Chris Jericho. Yep. And then right on top of that, we get Chris Jericho versus Jungle Boy in a non-title match with a 10-minute time limit. And they let you know that ten. it's a 10-minute time limit. 
Story of the match is Can Jungle Boy reach 10 minutes? Jericho tries to stop any momentum from Jungle Boy. Jericho plays with Jungle Boy as soon as he gets control, being super confident that he can finish Jungle Boy anytime. Codebreaker to Jungle Boy, but Jericho stops the pin count. Hager attacks Jungle Boy as Aubrey Edwards gets distracted. Marco Stunt tries to jump in, but gets killed instantly in the crossfire. Uh, three tope... Uh, also, Aubrey Edwards, she kicks out everybody because Jungle Boy... I mean, a Luchasaurus attacks Hagar and they attack each other and then Hagar just like Aubrey Edwards kicks out Jungle I mean not uh, Aubrey Edwards kicks out Jake Hagar and then Jungle and then Luchasaurus just H- Hagar carries attacks Stunt Luchasaurus and Hagar yeah Luchasaurus just carries Marco Stunt's limp dead body yeah. to the back and hey, like you said Jake Hagar mur- or child murder child murder and just an overall piece of shit Fuck off. Um, he's huge. Don't kill me. Uh, three topes from Jungle Boy and a diving DDT for a two count. Jericho misses a lion salt in which Jungle Boy does his own but gets a two count. And then uh, Excalibur makes it a point. That's the first time anyone has ever attempted that on Jericho uh, ever in AEW. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, somebody has probably done I was it. like, um, I'm sure Jushin did it to him when. Uh, three minutes remain at this point. Jericho builds heat on Jungle Boy some more with a minute 30 left. Jericho does the walls. And then Jungle Boy has to last 30 seconds, and then he does. Uh, uh, Jericho thinks he's won, but is pissed that it was a draw. What? He asks for He goes up to Justin Roberts. He asks for another five minutes. Jericho throws Jungle Boy, in which he skins the cat to various pin attempts. Jericho then walks away as we go to commercial. What do you think of this match? What do you think of everything? What do you think of Jungle Boy? What do you think of Jericho? Jungle Boy's great. Jungle Boy is, it is very, very surreal to me to see this man grow as a performer. To from from me seeing I I feel like I say this every time from him from me seeing at him at, Cla- at Clash at the Clash Cow at the Palace. Cow Palace the Battle Royale everybody yeah. just fucking loving the shit out of Absolutely. Jungle Boy and Sing I think Lars. his family was there at ringside at AEW right yeah yeah was yeah, it his yeah. sister and his sister and his mother yeah his sister is the one that's fucking loud every show she she because she I think she's young like him like so she you think Luke Perry was at Clash at the Cow Palace yeah he was I did not see him I met Luke Perry when I was yeah yeah I mean I went up to him I said. Hey, hey, Luke Perry. Hey, I say, hey Luke Perry. He's like, yeah, I am. How tall is he? Yeah, I think he's like average height. Okay. Yeah. Well, rest in peace. God rest his soul. Rest in paradise. Rest in Perry. Um. Anyways, <laughs> I like but um, he just pointed at me. Uh, um. Yeah, Jungle Boy. He's, he's great. A, yeah. Great Jericho. It was a good match. Uh, I thought this was the absolute best possible thing. And, you, and best possible just, way you could handle Jungle Boy. The day of the show, oh, and you know Jericho what I mean. Just walks out of the match, right? Yeah, he just walks end. out of the match. Like they've made, uh, they have made Jungle Boy like this. Like it's, it's so much. It, they they have humanized him without losing that Jungle Boy moniker. Like Jr. He, on commentary, he says, "Oh, you know, Jungle Jungle Boy, J- Jungle Jack." I'm just gonna call him Jungle Jack, like because I feel like oh, you know, he stumbled jungle, pretty bad. No, but I feel like he's trying. He's also trying to make a point that he feels that Jungle Jack is actually a better name than Jungle Boy because I do think I hate the name Jungle Jack. Jungle Boy. I like, I, 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 jungle but then I, how much do you feel like that's just because that's just that's how you know him. That's how you know him previously in APW, and I feel like if you wanna. If if you really want Jungle just, Jack seems to me like if he was a little bigger, if he was a little older, yeah, sure. Maybe and okay. Look, evolves, look, look. Yes. I'll meet you. I'll meet you in the halfway through this. You can still keep the Jungle Jungle Boy moniker, but then you just keep it as that is. Jungle Boy is just a moniker. Jungle Boy Jack Perry. Like he'll be that's called fine. Jack Perry, and I think that's in a way just humanizes him. Rather than like it's it's cool. It's nice to see him training in a gym and not in a jungle. <laughs> 
Yeah. Um, that would have been completely foolish and nobody would ever take him seriously. And I think Although this... when he wrestled in the Indies, he did like go around the ring and like sniff stuff. <laughs> yeah, like a monkey. And like a monkey. And I think this no, the way they handle ja- uh, the, the way they handle Jungle Boy is something that I I really want them to see them handle the way no I want to see see them handle it the same way they would do Chris Dantlander mm-hmm. like nobody fucking think the whole alien thing like nobody b- actually believes in the whole alien gimmick and she is going on one hundred percent with that with that ET phone home kind of thing to zero connection with the audience you know what's really funny too is that they're trying out with some but then luchasaurus is like you think i talk like a dinosaur yeah but then like I'm look super, at him i know look at him but then look at chris his Stetlander. face is a literal fucking dinosaur but they're not playing into that he's not yeah. going up he's not like chris detlander where he's like I'm a dinosaur. or like chris detlander's like beep, boop, boop, bop, beep, beep. well i I've heard that she does that in some. No, of her- she legit. She did that as or as fucking. She did that when she was being interviewed with uh, Alex Marvez, and I just think it's just very disjointed. I don't. It's very, yeah. very, very. She's disjointed. great though. She's great. I like her. Oh yeah, no. To she almost signed with WWE apparently, but then she just stopped. Like she was gonna, she was reported to sign with NXT, but then apparently it yeah. just she just walked. She's left. So they, no, they left the paper on the desk, and then it was like, "Where is it? I don't know. Wait, oh, whatever. Where'd what she else? go? And you see the back door. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's on. see. Where am I? Jericho then walks away as we go to commercial. This was the next one. Uses Jungle Boy. Oh yeah, Tony Schiavone interviews Chris Jericho, saying Jungle Boy never be Jericho, and then Tony just straight up says, "No, you. I mean, no, you didn't. You just said you would last ten minutes, and then Jericho's like, "I never said that. Yeah, you did." I never said it. No, he didn't. So they could just kind of go back and forth. Shut up, you stupid idiot. No, he calls him Skiavani. He says, get out of here before I kick your ass or something like that. Yeah. Uh, no, but, you're lucky I don't kick your ass. But the official thing was, yeah, uh, the extra minutes did not count, and it was a time limit draw. Yeah. So. So that's just how it is. Um, let's see here. Well, first of all, why... <laughs> He 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 claims he never said he never said that yet he says he asked for another five minutes, which implies that he did go beyond ten minutes. Yeah yeah, yeah. Totally. whatever. Uh, so he cuts a promo of the like, and so what he does he cuts a promo on John Moxley with the intent of just forgetting about this whole thing ever happened, which I thought was pretty good psychology. Like yeah whatever I don't care, which I thought was pretty good on Jericho's what, part. The one thing I hope that doesn't happen is that it no leads- follow up at all at all. No, no, Jungle no. Boy just does whatever. No no because that's the Ric Flair thing. Uh, Ric Flair did Jerry the King Lawler back in the day. Do they, yeah, we, 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 listen to the same God, we listen to the same goddamn I know, that's observer a, that was just a rib episode. on you. Um, no, I just hope it doesn't end up where Jungle Boy helps John Moxley to win the title because that makes John Moxley look weak. It, I'm sorry, what? I said, I hope it doesn't Scratching end up right uh, to where Jungle Boy helps John Moxley win the title because that would make John Moxley look weak and Jericho a little too strong. We'll see. We'll no, see. I'm just saying, I don't I'm think just, that's going to happen. I'm hoping it leads to another match. Cuz that's a bad idea. <laughs> yeah, I hope it leads to another match. Yeah. So it probably will. It probably will. So. It should be if anything for the should, title it, and then it should be it should be Jungle the January Boy. it should be the January 1st show. Yeah. Um they haven't announced anything there. They have time. Um yeah, yeah, he cuts a promo talking about Moxley joining the inner circle. Um, he references to he references his very nice mother and wife, and that he has until January first for a response, and that they all have a surprise for him if he joins. Ooh, well, I don't know what that is. Yeah, SCU promo with Jen Decker. SCU. Lucha Lucha Bros interrupt them by showing a gif of the Daniels botch, and Kaz asks Daniel for a response, but Daniel Daniels walks off. He's still like, oh, I don't have it anymore. Like, Dude, those fucking Michael Nakazawa was working on the Dark Show. I'm sorry. Chris Stantlander versus Britt Baker. 
for the number one contender <laughs> number one contendership for the AEW Women's Championship to face Riho in the January 1st show. So in, it's my understanding in, in AEW is that there is a ranking system, but there's also... Released every Friday. That you can challenge for a number one contendership. It's about the, call, it's about the quality of wins, Corey. That's what I'm saying. So and you then, can't... And those quality of wins is your leverage to do whatever... Like a number four can get a number one contendership shot. At, you know, but it has to be a number one contendership match. But a number two, and yeah, anyways. You keep on asking these questions. I, you keep on asking these questions. For I know, me. I know. I changed the culture. <laughs> Statlander does her cartwheels, but her nose boop is cut off. Baker tries to get the lockjaw early and in. It puts it puts over how Statlander outstrengths Baker and everything. Statlander lifts and heaves Baker all around. JR is super cautious calling this match. Like he's <laughs> like he's walking on eggshells to a point where Tony's just trying, trying to tell him to lighten up just a bit. Like, you know, you can say it, JR. It's okay. You're in a safe space. Uh, they exchange strikes, but I Baker don't lie it. But Baker catches the disc at Lariat and attempts a lockjaw, but Statlander converts it into a Big Bang Theory, which looks fucking... I'm not a big fan of mm-hmm. the cradle uh, the cradle pile driver, especially with somebody that... Especially someone who as new as Statlander. Like, I think she's been wrestling for about... Two years, I think. Two or three years. For, yeah. to, have some, to have somebody that inexperienced to have that as a finish, I... Yeah. They need to find another one. Yeah, yeah. Especially... Especially since it's called the Big Bang Theory, and the less said about that show, the better. Uh, but she pins uh, Britt Baker. Universe is shut in, up! Huh? Shut up! Shut up! And uh, yes, yeah, Statlander wins and gets a date with Riho for the title on January first, uh, with a close up of Riho, who we see for the first time since God knows when, she, like uh, three weeks ago. Oh, like oh yeah. I thought the right person won. I thought this match was okay. Um, it was okay. I think it just, to me, it just kind of just felt like a means to an end. Yeah. Uh, Tony post-match interview. Tony congratulates Chris, but puts her nose on Tony, but is interrupted by Brandy. She knew Chris could do it and that she comes in peace. She asks, she asks Chris if she's with the Nightmare Collective, and Chris wags her finger in disapproval. A high heel spike is then driven to Statlander's eye. Sadie Gibbs helps her out, and that was the angle for that so it's telling me that the Nightmare Collective is probably going to end up doing something with this title match in January yeah. 1st yeah, yeah. because that's what happens. And like I said before, I said like I said earlier, I'm not into the Statlander alien gimmick at all. It may it gives her it gives her a look and personality. It gives her a look and personality. I like the whole makeup that she has, the face paint that she has. Um, I just think. You know, with the whole Jungle Boy thing going on, there are ways to humanize her and to have a better connection with the audience through this gimmick. Like, if I, if she's just straight up, I think I have a solution for this. If Chris Statlander just says, I am so good, I'm out of this world, then okay. Then that's it. Like, I, you guys are not on my level. You guys are not on my state, country, hell, even universe. No, I'm an alien she's to from all New of York. These. New York. Yeah. Yeah. Well, not New York City, but West. West Newberry, Massachusetts. That's nowhere near New York. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So yeah, I just feel like twenty seventeen, June seven, uh, June fourteenth, twenty seventeen was when she made her debut. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, Chris Statlander. I don't like the alien thing, but she looks like a million bucks without the face paint. Well, she's got uh, apparently planets tattooed on her arms, so I think she likes aliens. Good initials too. She's gonna be like the. Again, it just comes off as the Titantron video of the best friends. (laughs) I love that. Yep. It's great, but it doesn't make a great wrestling gimmick. It makes a great wrestling video. Yes. Speaking of videos, Sean Spears and Tully Blanchard, these guys are talking to each other. Spears puts over the tag division and that they need to find the right person to tag with. Tully references Arn 
and that they need someone with a mental connection. I Is Arn going to be his partner? They really do mention that dude a lot. Uh, He's going to make his appearance. For I mean, sure. Eventually. Didn't I, he already make an appearance? He made it all out. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, every, doing, that, one of the biggest pops that MJF, entire right? fucking... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, not to MJF. To Sean Spears? Yeah, I think, I, I think so. He did uh, no, he, I think he just like straight up just does something to Sean Spears and then Tully like Blanchard. like a sidewalk slam. And then Tully Blanchard's like, what are you doing, Art? And they just, they both walk out. They're like, yeah. okay, let's go get dinner. Yeah. Come on, Tully. Hype promo for the Bucks. The recaps the losses and how the division is moving ahead of them. Matt says it's going to be awkward to have the tag titles in front of SCU during Christmas dinner. Well, <laughs> certainly going to be awkward now. Our main event, SCU versus the Young SCU. Bucks for the tag team championship. Blind tag from Sky as Nick and Cass start things off. Early TKO 10 from Sky. Elevated high kick from Nick. Powerbomb and Zagiri combo to a senton to the corner from Matt. Scorpio Sky does a Hurricane Rana from the floor to Nick, who's on the apron. Hurricane Rana off the top from Nick to Sky to This Is Awesome Chance. Nick then does an Escalera to both SCU members. Later in the match, Nick gets injured uh, with a shoulder or arm, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Dual Dragon Sleepers from SCU. Apron DDT from Cass to Nick. TKO from Scorpio Sky and an SCU later to Matt for the clean pin and win. Jesus Christ. Again? Good match but it's clear this crowd was ready for the bucks to win and so was i the only thing about this match that i will say it was good but if i felt the same way never like i've never said this before it felt like a fucking spot fest like it was just spot after spot these guys had these guys had like i think these guys had less than 15 minutes and like they just felt like they just needed to get especially with especially especially what happens later i just felt like this the match came second they edited it down that's what it was and um i i thought this crowd like corpus christi kind of became corpus christi after this match came about because they there was just not a level of enthusiasm with an scu win than there would have been with a young bucks title win you know as yeah yeah um I'll get back. I'll get into that even more after I recap this part, which is a doozy. Um, and since it, since when it rains, it pours. Like I said, I'm just they're like, "Hey guys, okay, we'll see you later for Turkey Day." Nope, or nope, 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 nope. Christmas. Dark Order comes in for. Well, the no, the SCU and you know, yeah, like, yeah, right. they they shake hands and that stuff. Like, right. just, and yeah. they don't even notice the Dark Order for like a good yeah. forty five seconds. Like Dark Order comes in for like, the post match beatdown. Kenny comes in, gets beaten down. Dustin and Cody comes down, gets beaten down. Daniels comes in, gets beaten down. It's it's the Dark Order and a bunch of those I think dudes. Daniels is the first one to come down. And yeah, then he is. But anyways, yeah, yeah, I was just listing all. Yeah, yeah. Uh, commentary puts over the fact that Adam Page isn't around, um, and so it's just all your main event baby faces and tagged main event singles baby faces and tag baby faces just getting beat down by a crowd by a crowd of dark order dudes who was the guy the who are the guys again yeah the creepers oh alex alex reynolds and something silver yeah matt silver there we go matt silver and um reynolds so evil uno cuts this promo saying it's an initiation it was an, initi- an well, initiation it's not an off they weren't trying to recruit the young bucks it though. was an initiation and everyone thought teams. that they were going to initiate the bucks everyone thought they were going to like and, and i bet you some people were including myself were probably going to initiate adam page but Wisely enough, but Silver and uh, what's the other guy's name? Fuck, I just he just said it. Matt Silver and Alex Reynolds. Alex Reynolds. They are the NWO versions of the Young Bucks. I just don't think this. Well, okay. First of all, this fell really flat with everybody. Um, and your last image of AEW Dynamite in 2019 was Evil Uno putting his fingers down Matt's throat to close off 2000. Who had blood coming from his mouth? I mean, I'm yes, a blood capsule. It's probably a blood capsule. And but just still. having this as your closing image of AEW in 2019 yeah. rather than, yeah. 
than the safe finish of Young Bucks being your tag team champions, getting a good feel, good moment to lead the end of the year with, especially with what's especially with what they were competing with. They can't at that take point. the titles off of C- SCU at this point, dude. It's think, been it's been, it has not been long. That's a that's a good point. That's a good point. And I just felt like then why book the match? I know. Then why I know the match? absolutely. It doesn't make sense to me. But then you could uh, again. So we listened to the same Observer Radio episode where uh, Meltzer said he would you oh, would have Santana and Ortiz take the titles off SCU down the road, and then you would have and since the Young Bucks beat Santana and Ortiz in that Texas Death Match, you would have the title program down the line with the, between those two. Yeah. That's one way to go about it. But I thought I really did think that Young. I really did think Young Bucks were. This was going to be if this was if there was a title change going on. This would be the one to do it. You're saying they could have done it last night, yeah. Yeah, and so I don't know. It just fell really flat, and it's this was just not. I thought it was like there were good parts about AEW, but it's just they kind of doubled down on the stuff that I just I'm not really too hot on. Yeah, and for that alone, it just made me have this sort of empty feeling you know i mean i like the it just became it just kind of became uh it rather just became a less bad version of wwe rather than aew the only thing is the creepers they're really bad like they're i think they're random people they fucking grab from the back they're just because there was like a guy who looked like he weighed 300 pounds there was a little skinny short guy some people say brandon cutler was one of them I mean, I'm sure Brandon Cutler was one of them. You know what yeah. I mean? I'm sure there were some people in there that are actual like wrestlers backstage who just didn't have a spot that night. You know what I mean? Yeah. They put this mask on, do this. Um, and then there was there was times where they people zoomed in on like there was like a creeper trying to punch Matt in the face, but he was off by like two feet. Yeah. And then it's. I mean, who knows? What if these guys just end up being the Dungeon of Doom? Well, you know, it's like just straight up. This is just going to be something to put the baby face. This is have like here are going to be a couple of these easy wins for all the baby faces that we know. We're not. We're, what if this be, they become actual cannon fodder for everybody who got beat down that night? Yeah. Where they just give them like they'll have they'll have them put in these mid tier storylines, which. I know is not exactly the most appealing sounding thing you could possibly do, but then if you don't want if you don't want the elite just steamrolling everybody that they want to be invested in, this is sort of a way to get them. This is a way. It's not my favorite way to put the elite over. You know, just have them kick at, kick a bunch of people's asses for a good month. Well, the Dark Order is slowly replacing the Creepers with uh, Creepers will know and Alex. Yeah. Matt Silver and uh, Alex something. Reynolds. Reynolds. They are the first two to take the place of unknown creepers. So eventually, and honestly, it just wouldn't surprise me if they just lose to the Dark Order because oh, we need to build up the Dark Order and we got to build up everybody here. We're gonna and, and not and not and don't build us up because. But think about it though. We're think not. The, we're not the reasons why people are watching. Think this. about this. The Dark Order's whole gimmick is: Do you need a win in life? What has Matt and uh, Nick been doing? Losing. They've been losing and losing and losing. Kenny Omega has lost a few matches. Uh, Cody has lost a few matches. They've all been losing. The elite who have, you know. What are you going to have them do? Join the Dark Order? I think you're going to have an angle where they're going to try to engulf the elite into the Dark Order. And I honestly. What's their end game? (laughs) I think Hangman Page is going to be the one to get them out. Uh, I just feel like the Hangman. I I think we have this in complete reversal. I think Hangman Page is going to be the guy to be joining them. Yeah. Or I mean, just have Hangman Page not be involved in this stupid ass shit anyway, <laughs> and just have him and Tully Blanchard be partnering up because I don't think Sean Spears should be with Tully Blanchard. So just have Tully Blanchard be with Sean with Hangman Adam Page. Yeah, I think Tully Blanchard would actually be a fucking fantastic ass fit with Hangman Adam Page, 
and just have him be his own Dark Order and just forget this whole thing just doesn't exist and then just make sure and just put the title on Kenny that Omega. That damn evil Tolly. Or just get, uh, evil Tolly Uno. <laughs> evil Tolly Uno. I don't know. Yeah. It's AW. They've got some learning to do. Got some stuff to do. Got some and stuff. and I, honestly, like the longer this the longer this drags out, the more less forgiving I am about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm th- which sucks because again, you know, you, you know their be- you know the where their bread and butter is. They're just not doubling down you on it. You can't be a fan They're of doubling, something yeah. without pointing out the flaws of it. They're doubling well. down on the stuff that I'm not into. Well, you hear that, guys? You hear that, Cody? You hear that, Kenny? Michael doesn't like it. It could be better. <laughs> could be better. It could be better. Anyways. And I feel like AEW is just not in the business to ride something, ride something like this out. Yeah. Well, let's move on, though, shall we? NXT. Hell yes. NXT. Something I thought was a little bit better last night. Because we kicked off. A little bit. We kicked off from the NXT Full Sail Arena. Uh, Finn Balor versus Adam Cole for the NXT Championship. This crowd is split in two. Oh, gross. Uh, I mean, it was. Everyone just cut in half. Long headlock to Adam Cole, which seems to be a- which seems to have been added to Balor's repertoire um, ever since coming back to NXT, um, at least to me. Balor stomps away on Cole, seems to be playing heel in this match, uh, where it felt like Adam Cole was kind of playing face for a moment. I don't know. Uh, shotgun drop kick to Cole on the outside. Super kick to Balor's feet as he goes for a, uh, a punch kick on off the apron. Hangman neckbreaker to Balor. A lot of neckbreakers actually in this match. Cole working Oof. on the neck of Finn Balor. Uh, corner knife edge chops to Adam Cole. Backstabber to Balor. Sling blade to Adam Cole. Super kick to Balor. Backstabber to Balor. Uh, super kick to Balor as he goes for a shotgun drop kick followed by a pump kick to Balor. Both men fall. Adam Cole falls on top. Uh, year, number, year number two. Um, and, uh, yeah, no, so anyways, double stomp to Cole, Balor holding his, uh, left leg, kind of looking injured, uh, Cole goes for, uh, Panama Sunrise on the outside, tossed, uh, whoa, you turned that way up, uh, tossed, uh, on the back, shotgun dropkick on the outside, Balor goes for a coup de gras, uh, rolls out of the, Cole rolls out of the way, uh, last shot to the back of Cole's head, followed by a kick out. Balor goes for the coup de gras again, followed by 1916, and he looks off camera because he sees a ghost. He sees the ghost of Johnny Gargano. The ghost of Christmas presents. He's back, baby. Johnny Gargano um, walks down to the ring. With a, with a very cool haircut. Uh, I thought it was kind of a heelish haircut, if you ask me. <laughs> Honestly, it just it just looked like uh, Finn Balor's haircut. Um, but the ref gets a strike. He's like, Gargano, what are you doing here? Uh, that's when we have a low blow to Balor, followed by a last shot to the back of his head. Adam Cole gets the pin and the win. Um, after the match, Gargano grabs a chair, beats down on Balor, and it's, we're setting up NXT Portland, I mean. Awesome, awesome match. Uh, I think Adam Cole, am I coming in? Or yeah, you're good. Okay, good. Sorry, I, had um, I thought it's just Adam Cole just building upon building his campaign for being quite the hook and worker signed by WWE. I think I'm looking at this match and I'm just, I was just thinking like, man, when you come to think of it, is Adam Cole? Like well, I first- used to think, okay. Like I used to think that Gargano was their best, like best signed wrestler this year, but then you just, but then that injury happened and then you see, Gar- and then you see Adam Cole just having one hell of a fucking well, stretch what, right what now. What really defines best wrestler technical prowess? You know what I mean? Well, okay. No, you know what defines best wrestler? They're booking. And the way they book Adam Cole is amongst like the most like the like yeah, yeah, really absolutely. the best possible thing best possible type of booking you can get. Absolutely. Like you can have killer matches yet still retaining your heat and being a heel and doing what you do best. And I just think Adam Cole is just one of the best performers 
of that company, like among among many many super workers of that company, I think Adam Cole has really really got himself into the conversation of like Dude. hell, like performer of the year caliber in, in a sea of performer of the years. Yeah, you know and I mean? it's not a slouch on Finn Balor too. Like there were periods of time where I just think like, oh man, maybe Finn Balor just doesn't have it in him anymore. But then. That was just his main roster style. Exactly. And then when yeah. he's in an NXT, like you can you can definitely tell what this dude is well, actually capable. Yeah, of. Yeah, except for those fucking long headlocks. Those are pissing me off, man. I this know was a title he, match. This was like they needed they they wanted to like have time. They wanted to give this one time, and they yeah. could just yeah. again fantastic match. Uh, and I just after the match, I, I thought it was a great ending. I think Gargano's return brought great. Fought, brought great heat to him. Those it, chair shots that he did to Finn Balor looked like it fucking hurt. Oh. There was a nice little spot where um, Gargano taps the little spot where he bumped his head that yeah. got that, that sidelined him. Yeah. Um, and I'm very much very I very will, looking forward to that the match between those two. I guys. will say the performer of the night in this of this match, the front row mafia. <laughs> Because this dude, there's one dude in particular uh, where he, uh, Cole gets shotgun dropkick into the barrier. The barrier falls on these guys. And then later something happens and like Cole grabs a chair or not Cole, but uh, Gargano grabs a chair and the guy's still under the, the yeah. railing. Yeah. And he's, he's like, oh, what are you doing? Oh. He's playing like more pain because it's moving. You think his hand was in one of the, was under one of the legs well, that's anyway, the thing. As, like, as, as somebody was trying to grab it. He like was he just, selling, man. Maybe he wasn't selling. Maybe that actually fucking hurt. He's like, fuck, dude. Fuck. Have you? Have your has your fingers ever been stuck in a chair like folding? It hurts. No, it sucks. My drink was spilled at SmackDown one time though, and it pissed me off. <laughs> Somebody spilled their drink on me towards SmackDown. You saw that. You were right next to me. I told them we are never talking to this fucker again. Yeah. Well, it wasn't that guy, but it was a friend of his. Anywho, let's move on, shall we? Um, oh, after the match, Nigel, Nigel says, "You know what they say about payback," and Marl says, "Yeah, it's a chair." <laughs> I, I just had to add that. I'm sorry. Corey Graves is right. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. No, don't. Damian Priest versus Killian Dane. And now, I will have to admit, uh, and I wrote this down before we were listening to this podcast. Five minutes too long? Uh, no. When I started this match, I had zero interest in it. Zero. Oh. <laughs> zero. But boy, oh boy, I was drawn in by the end of the match. Yeah. Um, Damian Priest is a very, very good worker. Eh, Killian Dane less so, but I do think I think it's because of the way he looks and the way the fact that he's tall just automatically just thinks, oh, this guy is probably just not is this guy is probably just being pushed for what he looks like rather than what he can actually do. But that what he can actually do, he's actually pretty fucking good. He'll be King Priest one day. Don't worry on the main roster. Hey, you know what? It could be worse. Um, anyways, uh, so Damian Priest now has tassels on one leg. <laughs> Good on him. Uh, these two men brawl a lot. Uh, Dane focusing on Brought the injury. Brought it from my sister's uh, uh, shift from Hooters. Exactly. Well, it had to be. It, <laughs> That's it, not exact. That is the worst impersonation I'm of Damian, Damian Priest. I'm Damian Priest, and this is my, my sister. My name is Damian Priest. Oh, and they, they say something I like. sound like Loki. He, he, likes, uh, he likes wrestling just as much as he likes the nightlife. I was like, all right, Mauro. Uh -huh. uh, but Dane controlled most of this match in the beginning. After the break, though, Priest makes his comeback. Clothesline to Dane. Priest tries to go for a suplex. Uh, Dane gets in on the th gets it on the third try um, on Killian Dane, finally lifting him up, hitting the suplex. Uh, Sit-down choke slam, which he calls the south of heaven to Killian Dane. Cyclone kick to Dane. Priest gets on his knees, uh, gets his knees up for the Vader bomb. The reckoning to Killian Dane, the pin and the win. So uh, yeah, uh, good I match. Think this, this, I liked it, but you this went above ex my expectations. Yeah, you know, 
That's it's the, ma- these two guys, these two huge dudes that like you would just normally think, oh, they're hoss match. No, no, no. There's nothing wrong with a hoss match. It's like these mm. are two just two dudes that are just Triple H, clearly Triple H's guys. They're just gonna have just this whatever match. But I think these guys just really just stepped it up. They gave them time. Definitely, probably a little bit too much time. Like I said. Well, I think it's because I wasn't paying attention for like the first like two minutes, <laughs> and you're saying it went two minutes too long. So uh. maybe it was perfect for me. You know what I mean? But damn, like I said, I was drawn in by the end. Next up. We have an announcement, and I'm a little shocked by this. The Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Tournament's coming back next year. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, Dusty Rhodes is Cody Rhodes' son, and who works with AEW? Yeah, sure, whatever. No, 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 no. I bet you they they own that. But didn't Cody Rhodes just file the trademark for his father's name? I, th- we I thought. I thought. I thought. But I thought he was filing the trademark for his name. No, for Dusty Rhodes. That's what I don't and get. I, didn't WWE just file a countersuit and just like nip that in the bud? I didn't hear anything on that. Did you? I'm just assuming they nipped that's, that in the bud but because that, but that's that how would have been reported. That you, you think it would have been reported? Um, it just it's weird to me. Um, I'm sure Cody's cool with it. I mean they they did they've done this before. The only thing I can think of is that maybe I feel like it would have spoke way more volumes if they didn't call it the Dusty Rhodes Classic. Right. But what I'm, the only thing I can think of is like you just said. That maybe he does have the name Dusty. It's under Cody's name now. But uh, maybe he's like, you know what? This was something that was to honor my father. So I'm not going to touch it. I'm not going to dispute you guys on that. You guys can do that. And I will allow you to do that. I mean, when you just think about it, Dusty Rhodes is like his NXT was more or less an extension of how of Dusty Rhodes. And maybe that's why that he he's like, whatever, go ahead and do it. Yeah. Because also, come on, man. We get to hear that theme again. It's just like, I should have had that queued up. Yeah. It's anyway. a great it's a great remix of that song. Uh, what do you think is going to... Uh, teams. Well, okay, so next... Undisputed week, Era. Just like... Or, yeah. Just three teams. Uh, just at least three unforgotten teams. Son, unforgotten Sons or Unforgotten... <laughs> do unto others. Yeah, those guys. Um, uh, uh, Leo Rush and Keith Lee. Because you think that, do you think they're going to stay being yeah, a team? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. like, big man, little man. Uh, I'm a big guy, you're a little guy. Okay, let's do one more then. Um, and then Garza and uh, who? Uh, Mendoza. No, that's that. Now that's a team I'll bet money on. Well, Carrillo and Mendoza were. Carrillo is tag not. Team for a se- I know they were for a second. I'm saying, yeah. but will we get main roster additions to this? Because huh. of everything. You said, well, I guess, well, man, if like the revival the gets revival, in there, um, Hawkins and Ryder. Yeah, I think you'll probably get some main roster fluff in there too, yeah, especially because people can take a lot. Hawkins Cause, and because because I, I feel like NXT's tag team division. Well, first it got fucking gutted mm-hmm. uh, because of the main roster columns, but yeah, I can I can see that. I can see the main roster fluff. Maybe Kushida and Cameron Grimes can be a team. <laughs> Anyways, I mean, you're American. You're I'm American. You're Japanese. That's anyway. how Cameron Grimes might his character might feel. But we move on because they're facing each other last night. <laughs> Uh, Cameron Grimes comes out and he is pissed because last week Kushida put on his hat. But what does Cameron Grimes do? He leaves his hat 20 feet away from him. What is that? I'm just saying, man. Be smarter. I wouldn't, if, if somebody's going around wearing He's my hat. He's too angry, Corey. He's too angry. So Kushida comes out and what you does he do? You think irrationally. Kushida comes out. What does he do? Puts on the hat. <laughs> I mean, that's Kushida. <laughs> and Kushida put it in his corner, like on the thing. So I'm, I'm assuming that's Kushida's hat now. Yeah. I just the, to me back and forth between two men drop kick to Grimes on the outside uh, collision slam you know when they they both collide and one of them does the 
yeah, spinny thing. I call it flesh <laughs> slam. To Kushida, modified backbreaker. A modified spinny thing from Kushida. I've never seen this before. We have a pendulum backbreaker to Kushida. Springboard elbow to Grimes. Arm drag drop kick combo to Grimes. Kushida looks for the hoverboard lock, but Grimes reverses into a side slam. Swan tine do- uh, swan tine dive to swan-tine? Grimes. Swan Swan, what is Jeff Car- Jeff called again? Swanton? Swanton. Yeah. Grimes to Grimes on the outside. Running double stomp to Kushida, and that's it. Grimes gets the pin and the win. I felt like, I know they're trying to do Fantastic this match, by the way. It was good. I, I liked it. Uh, yeah. Kushida's a great worker. Uh, Trevor Lee, I mean, despite some shit said about him on the outside, he's a good, good wrestler. Uh, oh, he's been low-key. One of the, like, mad, I, I don't even say mad underrated, but... I think there's just a, like a you're you're guaranteed quality with Cameron Grimes. Yeah, in my opinion, he's good. He's, a, he's a, he is very good. Good character. What he wrestled in PWG for how long? You know, I mean, you come I, out yeah, impact wrestling but, superstar. I mean, like at this point, like who hasn't wrestled a PWG that has signed WWE or just signed with a major company? Yeah, that's just your that's just your funnel. I mean, I'm sure Chris Statlander. No, she's not WWE. Yeah. Anyways, uh, did Shotzi Blackheart ever? I have no I doubt know. in my mind that she has. Next up, we get Io Shirai versus Santana Garrett. Um, it just it they had a match. This was a character showcase. Like uh, we talked about matches going very long. I think this was exactly the amount exactly. of time it went I, for. It's hammer. It's, it, it, I know. Are you gonna go? Yeah. Well, go ahead. Well, no, I'm not gonna go over the match. It just seems to me that the WWE is trying to get over these a lot of these women that we've never heard of or that we've heard of once or twice. What Santana Garrett? Santana Garrett, Diana Perrazzo. She, she's the one on with Monday the Night Raw. She's the one that's uh, like a mechanic. Right? I fix cars. I'm saying No, that was someone else. Okay. Um, anyway. Shayna fixes cars with her dad. 69 Ford Mustang. Built Ford tough. Anyways. Um, they had a match. It was too long. I, Io Shirai. You thought the match with Santana Garrett was too long? Yeah. I thought it was just on. But like I said, they're trying to get over these women that we've never really heard of. And they're trying to make more of a name for them. And that's fine. Whatever. You do you. But it just, I didn't like the match. I wonder if we have an update on Casey Cunanzaro yet. Uh, well, I, all I know is every picture I see her in on um, on Instagram, I just it's see... the it. only updates worth looking at. I see a comment. <laughs> no. Well, no, they're just like her by a comment. Christmas tree. Like, hey, happy Christmas. Merry Christmas. We're not going to wrestle. Every picture ricochet. Oh, my God, baby. Oh, my God. Oh, I swear to fucking God. Like, oh, He's like hearts on one. Like, I love you, babe, on another one. Another one. Oh, you look so good. He's a fucking cornball. Like, it's just... That's just he that's is. just how he is. Like, no, nothing wrong with it. He's a very has a very positive outlook. It's just... Yeah, that's just Ricochet. Yeah. Oh, uh, it's like when you went... Uh, oh, my God. It was just like sewing up. You were just so good. I need to get that for the sound clip for next time. Anyways, uh, they had a match. Uh, low angle moonsault to Garrett. Pin win. Uh, Io Shirai. I, they just make her fucking face already. Really fucking, he really did cry when Casey Cunanzaro debuted Rumble. <laughs> oh, my God. It was so great. <laughs> Ray, Rip, Ray Ripley was right all along. Uh, Pete Dunne versus Travis Banks. Um, they, they built this as an NXT versus NXT UK for uh, Worlds Collide, for Worlds Collide, which no. we will talk about in the coming months. Are you sure? I mean, it's the, during the Rumble weekend. Hey. We have to talk about it. Probably, yeah. Yeah, we yeah. will. Because CWR is going for a whole new outlook in 2020. Well, I thought you said we're going to Royal Rumble. We're like, going. What? I got tickets right here. No, just you by gotta, all means. <laughs> you fly, I buy. Oh, great. Yeah, you fly there. Um, Pete Dunne versus Travis Banks. Back and forth between two. Apparently, Banks uh, has a background in sumo wrestling. Do you have a booger? No. Okay. Um, there are no bats in the caves here. Uh, apparently, Banks has a background in sumo wrestling. They kept trying oh, yeah. to dive in last night. It's not, you don't have to be fat to be a sumo wrestler. Right. I think he was a sumo wrestler in the Beijing Olympics, yeah. is what they were saying, uh, which for New Zealand, I guess, 
yeah, he's a sumo wrestler. I want to get pictures of that, by the way. Um, dropkick to Dunn on the, in the corner. X-Plex to Banks, followed by a kickout. Sunslet flip to Dunn, but Dunn lands on his feet. Slice of heaven, reverse into an STF stomp um, by Dunn to uh, Banks. Kiwi crusher to Dunn, uh, kickout. Avalanche X-Plex to Banks, bitter end to Banks, pin, and the win. Uh, because last week, Banks did get over on um, Jackson Riker of the forgotten whoever their names are. Ron Sons. Yeah, I know. It's a joke. That was a bit. And uh, but yeah, so like you said, they're trying to get over that. And I guess I I mean I thought Pete Dunn would be NXT UK, but I guess he came over. He's official. Oh no, I feel like he. That's it's been established that he's just straight up NXT. Okay. He's all in on NXT. Okay. Well, cool. He's NXT. I wonder if he'll ever be like, oh, this is for my country, and then turn on him at Worlds Collide. Where's I don't. Ty- where the fuck is Tyler Bate? Oh, apparently he's uh having a, a program with Jordan Devlin starting again. All right. So I guess we're going to start watching NXT UK again. Not on here. No, I just mean like on the sideline. I mean, listen. We might check on the side. I mean, like, sure. <laughs> I'll watch that match. And then that's just, isn't that, I felt like that's just how NXT UK just kind of goes about their business. Like, you're just going to, you know, these two, like, they'll have matchups where, like, you know, these two guys are good. You're just going to watch that match. And that's all you kind of really yeah. need. People are really Like, people get really, I just hear a ton of criticisms of, like, like oh they need to get their character over they need to get their character over and I, and I get it with that criticism with AEW because they're very new mm-hmm. yeah but with NXT and NXT UK you just put the you just put you know you just put two people who are really good facing off each other I'll just watch it yeah yeah well I mean I you know it's like the Walter Tyler Bate match like I saw all it took was like one thirty minute video. That they really, I remember watching that documentary and it was like, fuck, this is going to be, this is the, this is yeah. going to be the shiznit. Yeah. And it was. Uh, yeah. Did you watch that? No. That's great. <laughs> um, then we have Kathy Kelly backstage with Dakota Kai. Uh, Kai said she beat Mia Yim last week, but despite getting eight steeples in her head, she won the match. So, I hey, Mia you know Yim, you stay, freaking. Stay positive, Dakota Kai. If that's your upside to the night of last week, then hey, good on you. Really? It's more of a, it's more of a, uh, it's more of a negative on Mia Yim, really. Well, a woman, a woman got eight lacerations in after the match. Remember that? Yeah, she but get eight she lacerations. Got her head bumped on a table, and yet you still lost. Uh, I don't know, Mia. It, it was know, the, you got to look at the chronological order of events here, okay? Anyways, let's move on to the main event of the night: NXT Women's Championship. Uh, Shayna Baszler defending her title against Rhea Ripley, and boy, oh boy, does Rhea Ripley have a win spelled. All over her face when she comes out. But did she, what did she have like the? She, did she have the Bailey? Did she have the Bailey face before she walked out? Uh, walked into? Uh, well, she like came her out, winning the title. She just looked like teary. Like she was over enthusiastic to everything she did. She did her stomp. Her leg went like three feet up higher than it usually this does. This is her brutality. You, it really is. She was smiling. She was <coughs> doing great when she came out. Nonetheless, Triple H just told me what's gonna happen. Oh my fucking god! I'm winning, guys. Uh, can we take two, please? Anyways, uh, then Shayna comes out, and uh, Shayna... She looked really pissed. <laughs> Shayna had a Goldberg entrance. Yeah. 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 Uh, I feel like this was this isn't the first time she did this. Um, Matt Riddle's in the back. She's like, why are you doing this, man? I don't want to fight you, man. What are you talking about? Doing a re- I hope you lose, because you entered like a loser. You suck. And then she puts him in the Kira Fuda clutch. Anyways, the, like I said... Uh, 
uh, Ripley has wins spelled all over face. Shayna has Goldberg enter. It's back and forth between two ladies. Superplex to Shayna. The horse ladies come out early. Cannonball to the horse ladies. <laughs> Joint manipulation to Rhea by Shayna Baszler. Uh, Rhea drop kicks Baszler into the ref, followed by a rip tied to Shayna, but no ref to make the count. And this is uh, this is a devastating. Everyone's uh, no. How could this happen? You know because it's it's ref bump. Yeah. Rip tied to Shayna. Like I said, uh, Rhea goes for a cannonball on the outside, but Shayna moves out of the way. Shayna locks in the Kira Fuda clutch uh, on the outside, releases, grabs a chair, throws in the ring. Baszler gets to the chair first, strikes Rhea with it. And then we have the Kira Fuda clutch locked in again in the middle of the ring. Locked in for a good, I felt like, two minutes. Um, Rhea almost passes out. And then she, you know, the ref's checking on her. She grabs the ref. And I'm like, don't. Don't do this again, Rhea. You <laughs> fucked up the first time. Don't get yourself disqualified again. Hey, man, you know, one one cardinal rule of wrestling, you blow a spot, you just do it again. Yeah. And uh, so she does her reverse uh, cloverleaf, which uh, she calls the the prism trap. The the pr- prism? I, I don't remember what it's yeah. called. Um, the two women are on top of the on the top rope. Shayna hopes to land a superplex or whatever she's trying to do. Uh, Rhea, Rhea Ripley reverses into an avalanche riptide, which I'll be honest looked a little messy. Uh, Rhea Ripley gets the pin in the win, and uh, she's your new I'll NXT say, Women's Champion. Great I'll, match. I'll say yeah, fantastic match. I'll say this about the the rear naked choke by like as Rhea Ripley was fading. Yeah. I bought that. <laughs> Oh, you thought she was going to I bought, pass. like, okay, this is, this is pretty much going to be... You were like, God be, damn it. Like, really? Uh, I mean, like, well, I wasn't... Did you watch the second? This. Or did you watch AEW first? I watched AEW so first. So then you're like, God, not another show ending like this to me. I didn't see that, but then I I did a pretty good job not, like, knowing spoilers. I made that thumbnail way, like, after NXT, so, like... Okay. So I've been doing a pretty good job just making sure that... Well, first of all, I'm dedicating five hours of my fucking time with this stuff, but we'll get into that sooner later but yeah no i bought that i bought into the the rear naked shook and i just felt like just due to the fact that she has had a 600 day reign of just doing that very thing and that's how matches ended so really that the strength of this match was was rested upon the fact that shana's reign was really long yeah and that any finish you could buy any finish possible so and dominant. i thought and i thought they did a very good job with Ripley just fighting her way out of that rear naked choke. Fighting the ref out of that choke? No, yeah, just grabbing the ref and just like that's somebody that's something nobody has ever done. You know, and that felt like she's kind of solved yeah. that puzzle. And I thought Ripley winning that match it was the be- it was the best it was the best time to do it. She was the right person, the right time. And the the, the post match of everybody celebrating, you know, friends, family, NXT crew just it felt it ended and then ending that whole entire show on such a positive note when you have when you when you compare and contrast to whatever AEW ended their show yeah on. you were like just give us a pause give us something to go home with yeah next he's like hey you go i got yeah. you and you ray ripley just looked like an absolute fucking star oh yeah she did she's she's and credit to shana too i thought this was i this was probably this was my favorite shana baszler match because shana she fucking, because she fucking lost but um <laughs> definitely entering that rumble if not the Rumble, but she's def- maybe not the Rumble, but she's no, she is. Mania. She should be in the Rumble, but she's definitely main roster bound. She's going to Mania, dude. She's probably going to win the Rumble. She's probably going to beat uh, Becky for the belt. Man, you, that means Becky Lynch has held that title for a year. A year, yeah. Because I don't see what. Hey, what if she loses to Oscar? She's not losing Oscar, dude. What, what if? What if? This is what you get for helping. I mean, Ky- this is what way. you get. This is what you get for helping Kyrie Sane out of a concussion. We need to finish what Charlotte started. Shayna did is the one that beat Oscar, right? Or no, she beat Ember Moon. I'm sorry, 
she beat Ember, uh, Ember Moon beat Asuka. But then Asuka is still the one lady who got a sol- solid, clean Undefeated victory. Undefeated streak in. Sol- no, solid, clean victory over uh, Becky Lynch. Oh, wait, I'm I sorry. Feel like Ember they... Moon didn't uh, beat Asuka. Asuka relinquished the title. Yeah. Yeah. I I feel like that hasn't been made. I mean, yeah, they're giving Asuka these, not to feel, not to put too much, not to put main roster talk too much, but Asuka has been It's the only like, time we talk about it now. It's, they need to, they need to hammer the fact that Asuka is still, is the one person that, and I feel like Becky's has been the only one that's actually making this point, that Asuka is the only person to have like beat, beat uh, Becky Lynch like clean as a slate made her tap out. Yeah. And uh, I, I feel like they just have not hammered that point in. Well, hey, Shana, man, Shana's do, gonna, do, do something about Shana's that. Shana's going to come out and be like, I beat you, Becky. I mean, I see Becky winning against Asuka, and then you see Shayna just do a post-match attack. But I feel like it would be a lot more impactful if Shayna she actually wins just wins the Rumble. And I'm going to face you, Becky. God damn it. Where are my horse ladies? Anyways. Yeah, where the fuck are they going to? They well, just, they're going to go with her, dude. Yeah, they're just, they have uh, well, to be with her. And, and, and then what's this I hear about Ronda might be coming back now? Oh, great. So, if I'm Shayna, I would not want Ronda to come back. Well, then they'll have a Ronda Shayna uh, program. Oh, great. <laughs> what are you going to do? I don't know. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? I don't know. What are you going to do? Yeah. No, I mean, I mean, it could be whatever. I don't know. Uh, okay. okay. It'll definitely be so, whatever. So, okay. Um, this is per the, oh, it's per the sun. So, the sun.com. Well, you know what, Michael? We have a show to do. Uh, AEW Dark next week. What do we got looking forward to? We have Sammy Guevara. Cole Cabana. Cole Cabana. Sammy Guevara versus Brandon Cutler. Joey Janela versus, oh, Sean Spears. And apparently something happens after that. And uh, we also have the Proud and Powerful versus the Hybrid 2, Private Party, and the Best Friends in a fatal four-way tag Best Friends. Probably with Orange Cassidy as well. That dark. I hear the. I actually hear that tag match was, like, really, really good. So... Anyways, guys, thank you for tuning in this week. We will be back for one show. I know on Monday we said there was going to be, no, or Tuesday we said there's no shows. But next week, the City Wrestling Radio Awards! The CWRs will be giving out the best and then the worst the day after. Guys, I hope you have a wonderful holiday season, and we'll see you later. Bye. Later. Uh, let me turn this off now.